0: Caloundra City Private School is an independent, non-denominational school located in Pelican Waters on the Sunshine Coast. The mantra for our school is Every Student Matters. We aim for every child to be confident, resilient, organised, persistent and social in all aspects of their lives, in and out of the classroom. This podcast series is designed to share valuable insights from academic leaders on current educational research and perspectives, as we all strive to help our young people reach their potential in today's ever-changing world. In 2019, senior education in Queensland will change to a new system with new subjects. A podcast dedicated to these changes will become available in the coming months, but what are these new subjects? Here at CCPS, we offer two new subjects, Philosophical Inquiry and Media Arts. The subject of Media Arts will be explored in a future podcast, and in this episode, I chat to one of the teachers of Philosophical Inquiry, Mr Tim Ricketts, and ask him to explain this innovative new subject. Additionally, late last year, I was fortunate enough to travel to Melbourne to attend the annual conference for the VCE subject of psychology, a subject that Queensland will now offer for the first time. What can students learn by studying psychology, and why is it so popular? In this interview, I speak to a highly experienced and accomplished VCE psychology teacher and old teaching colleague of mine, Miss Anna Marazita. Anna, thanks for joining me today. No problem Tracy, glad to be here. You've taught psychology now for 22 years, why do you think psychology is an important subject to offer students in year 11 and 12? Um, I think it really, it
1: speaks to not just young people but all people. Um, When we talk about psychology we are talking about um, human behaviour and discovering what it is that makes us tick and provides some sort of explanation or or reasoning for why we do the things we do. Um, So I think it really is important as a subject um, for anyone who may be interested in that area because it really does give us a greater understanding and appreciation of
0: ourselves as human beings. Can we go into that in a little bit more detail? What can students expect to study broadly when they take psychology? Absolutely. Um,
1: we, we, we basically begin with looking at um, the biological processes. So a large part of our study is about looking at the brain and the nervous system um, in terms of it being the thing, the thing that um, that governs everything that we do in terms of our behaviour and our cognitive processes. So the brain is very much a huge part of um, the VCE course and and the associated nervous system, of course. Um, but then we also look at um, other components. So we look at specifically at states of consciousness, including uh, a sleep study. Um, we also look at aspects of development. Um, and, and memory and learning, um, components that I think um, are really not only interesting but critical for young people in terms of their ability to understand um, their own um, ways in terms of how they learn and how they think and how their memory works.
0: It was an interesting conference today. What did you take away
1: from it? Yeah, it was. It was um, a really good c- uh, conference and um, probably the biggest thing that I took away from it is this, um, you know, this continued recognition and appreciation of psychology being a science. Um, uh, very much what we explore in psych is this whole notion of research investigation and certainly there is... Um, a real push to continue that recognition um, for our students but also for for those in the community that we're not just studying, um, you know, something that is what has been referred to in the past as a soft science. We're really looking at it from that research point of view and, and that's fantastic.
0: So psychology is being offered in Queensland in a couple of years' time, which we're all very excited about. Can you just tell us what are students likely to study, what are students expected to study rather? When they take psychology, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, well, you know, um, initially they'll, I would imagine there would be some sort of overview of exactly what psychology is, um, and its importance and its benefits for you know the community and for, for individuals within the community. Um, but effectively, um, the foundation would be to look at the nervous system and the brain in particular in terms of um, how the brain. Um, governs all that we do in terms of our behaviour and our cognitive processes. So that's bound to be a starting point point. and from there um, it would be a matter of moving into other areas that um, we're interested in, for example development and perception and um, memory and the concept of learning. Um, and of course the big one mental wellbeing and health.
0: Anna, can you give us some examples of some of the topics you might study in a little bit more detail?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think I mentioned earlier um, learning as being a particular topic of interest, and we do actually um, look at learning extensively. So we look at three particular types of learning. So we look at classical conditioning, which you know, studies the work of um, Pavlov, and you've probably heard of Pavlov's dog. and um, So we look at that quite extensively. So this whole idea about the fact that we do learn through association we also look at operant conditioning which is all about reinforcement. And the last um, one in particular that we look at is something called observational learning. So um, we study all three types of learning and the students um, basically um, set about comparing those as methods of learning. And um, certainly there are some really really good activities that we can run in in terms of helping to illustrate those different types of learning for students. Equally, um, memory, which is often studied alongside learning, um, because the two do go hand in hand. Um, we look at memory from a very holistic perspective and, and we examine the three different levels of memory and the processes of memory as well, and I find that both of those topics are wonderful for students because it gives them some insight into their own capacity and how they learn and how they remember um, what they're learning at
0: school. Let's talk about the students themselves now. Why do you think that the study of psychology is important and indeed highly relevant to teens in their own development?
1: I think um, it's a really good question actually and, and I strongly believe that um, You know, irrespective of what they study in the course, they walk away from having studied it with a better understanding of not just themselves, but of others around them. And that's really important for communication. So I think it's a huge benefit to to undertake some sort of course in the subject area, purely from the point of view that it does force students to stop and think about about the processes that are going on and that can give them just a real appreciation and obviously an understanding of what makes them tick personally, but also what makes those around them tick as well.
0: Do you find that there's often a lot of light bulb moments or moments where students go, oh wow, I've never thought about it like that?
1: Definitely. Definitely and sometimes there's even those moments where um, I refer to them as the aha moments where suddenly you're you know teaching a concept and um, you know the student will say oh my god that's like when Um, that makes complete sense to me now Um, so their ability to actually recognize what they're learning in the everyday world um, is strengthened
0: and yeah definitely. And through that lens of psychology as a science, I suppose that that really bolsters that view because it's a scientific study. Absolutely. It's all about um, research-based.
1: We we gather evidence. Um, You know, we don't ever talk about things that are just common sense or made up, even though we do talk about what that means in terms of common sense psychology, but we use it as a point of comparison because psychology is not based on that notion of what we think is the case, but rather it's based on what people have gone out and have discovered and have brought back and discussed and analysed and so forth. So, um, yeah, it's, it's foundations in science are really important in terms of giving the subject credibility.
0: Does the study of psych in some way complement the broader science curriculum and the key learning area? How does it link to I think it, some of the other sciences? Yeah, I do, and, and not just the other
1: sciences as well. I think it, it has um, a lot of merit in that it can complement a lot of the other non-science subjects as well. Um, I've, I've had students in the past who have been studying legal studies, for example, um, and even history, you know, um, for example, looking at some of the major um, events in the world. Um, let's take World War II, for example, and the rise of Hitler. And, you know, what is it? that um, you know can make power corrupt and so forth you know that there's a whole social psychology that's connected to that Um, and students who are studying these other um, subjects can start to see those connections in terms of psychological theory.
0: Anna psychology is an incredibly popular subject here in Victoria third highest over 16,000 students Mm. taking the subject why is it so popular with teenagers? It's a great question. Um, I think, and I'm, I'm
1: speaking as an adult, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that um, that natural sense of curiosity in terms of understanding ourselves is what drives um, the curiosity behind a subject like psych or the desire to do a subject like psych. Um, it is very relatable to one's own life. And if we're talking about young people and their stage of development, and you know they're undergoing their their stage of discovery in terms of who they are as a human being. And I think psychology fits in real, really really well with their stage of development. Um, it lends itself beautifully to that natural curiosity that all young people have, and even adults, and to this day. Um, you know, perhaps I'm biased, but um, it, it's something that I'm always drawn to. You know, I could be out for dinner and. Um, something will inevitably
0: relate back to what I've been learning about and sharing with my students. Do you find that you yourself, you just said it then you're constantly learning about the subject, constantly developing your teaching materials etc? Definitely and and
1: even, and, and this might sound a little bit You know, a little bit crazy, but um, the skills that you learn or you obtain from studying um, a subject like psychology. And I've always said my observation skills have been strengthened over time because of psychology. Um, This real I guess capacity to look at something and to contemplate, um, you know, why, um, and to investigate further and look at data and again ask that question: What is this data saying to me? So, um, yeah, I'm
0: hoping that's kind of answered that question. I'm yeah, it actually came up a lot today that they were saying that it's less important. The con- the content is important, but the skills needed yeah. to achieve in psychology you touched on them them observational skills what are some of the other skills that psych students need to develop well probably
1: the um you know i'm probably taking a bit of a leap here but we have um if we think about skills in terms of a of a hierarchy of skills that um, students develop over time and the ultimate goal I think for us is to get to that highest point which is the ability to evaluate to actually um, take the information that's been presented to um, evaluate it or judge it in terms of its strengths and weaknesses and 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 at the end of that you know forming an opinion about what this all means um, a valid opinion a valid opinion and and part of that is I'm glad you Said the word valid because a part of that is also about um, making a judgment based on whether or not something is valid. You know, um, does it, you know, by definition, does it measure what it is saying it is measuring? And is it reliable? Can we replicate these results? If we were to do this again, would we get the same results? Um, Both of those components, and there's different kinds of validity and reliability but generally speaking both of those and the ability to make a decision based on whether or not something is valid and reliable um, ultimately gives us a real um, or gives the students the ability to make a proper evaluation of what they're looking at.
0: So there's quite a focus then on statistics and statistical analysis, is it? Correct.
1: Yeah, and look at a high school or a secondary school level, um, the expectation wouldn't necessarily be on calculating statistics, but certainly understanding what the statistics mean and being able to make conclusions based on statistics that are presented to them. You know, once they, you know, go to a, a university level, um, then that's a different kettle of fish. They then have to um, you know, learn the processes and and learn how to actually calculate the various statistics that are used in research.
0: Anna, Um, what are the challenges in teaching and learning psychology that you've experienced over the years? Probably the the biggest um, challenge I've experienced is um,
1: from a literacy point of view um, and numeracy as well in terms of helping students to um, analyse what the data is actually saying but even in terms of um, responding in examinations and uh, preparing extended responses um, some students really do struggle with the language and even though um, in some um, situations it is okay to use job points, um, I find that some students still struggle with using the correct terminology and, and it's a real advantage to be able to do that because that precision, the ability to pinpoint and use the terminology that the question is referring to or seeking of you um, that's a a real advantage so um, that's probably one of the biggest challenges I have faced with the sorts of students that I have been working with in terms of getting
0: them to to do
1: that Um, it's hard work but we get there.
0: Anna what sort of careers can the study of psych lead to I mean clinical psychology is the obvious path Mm. but there are a broad range of options nowadays aren't there? Uh,
1: definitely there's it's such a broad area that um that you can basically go into if you do study um you know human resources is a huge area organizational psychology um there's also something referred to as sports psychology um which is all about you know helping athletes to enhance their performance and uh um, an old university professor once said that they should actually rename sports psychology to performance psychology because it should be actually not just athletes that we're helping to enhance their performance but it could be anyone from a stage actor um, and so on so that's another relatively new although now that i think about it it's um it's probably not very new but of all the different areas it is quite a new branch so yeah so there really is quite a broad range um, and it's extensive Um, all you need to do is to um, go to any newspaper age for example and um, have a look at their employment section and you'd be amazed to see the different types of psychologists that are being advertised for, so it is quite
0: a broad area. What advice could we give Queensland students who are interested in taking psychology in Year 11 and 12?
1: Go for it. I I
0: think, you know, I wouldn't
1: even say um, that this would be suitable for you if I'd be saying you should give it a go because you will find that you will walk away, even if you don't continue with it, into your future as a career. You will find great value in having studied it, even at secondary school. Well, Anna, they're packing up here. (laughs) sure (laughs) It's very noisy, so thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: So the other subject that's new in our curriculum at CCPS is philosophical inquiry and I'm actually in the classroom now with the Year 8s and the teacher, Mr Tim Ricketts. Tim, can you just explain the arrangement of the classroom here and uh, yeah, what's going on?
2: For sure, uh, we create a community of inquiry which is essentially um, a circle that the students all sit in. Uh, They have a number of prompts um, around the classroom that helps them with some of the rules of the community inquiry such as listening to others, building on other people's ideas, the fact that everybody's ideas within the classroom are important. They have other prompts on cards relating to skills that we're looking to develop, such as building on each other's ideas, explaining why they agree or disagree in a logical way. And just amongst all of that is also some quotes from philosophers. So at the moment, for example, we have uh, quotes from Horace, Confucius and David Hume that are on the floor, just prompting the students into some of the answers that they give during the lesson.
0: Well, the Year 8s have just returned, so I'll let Mr Ricketts continue with the lesson.
2: Okay, everyone, come and grab your seats. Let's rearrange ourselves into our community of inquiry. So we're gonna take on from where we just left off. So be ready to participate. Grab a seat, grab a seat okay so yeah 8 let's just remind ourselves that um for our community of inquiry we need to be attentive listeners we need to make sure that we're listening to what other people are saying and we're going to build on each other's Ideas as we go. Before the break you came up with some fantastic ideas about um, what beauty means and the word beautiful. I just want to develop that a little bit more now. So our next question, it kind of links into what we're talking about before the break. So who decides what is beautiful? Who makes that decision? So I've rolled the ball to Tyler, so when um, Tyler's finished, make eye contact, hands up, and he'll roll the ball to you, remembering that the um, person holding the ball is the person who is talking. Tyler. Nice example, Tyler, thank you.
0: Um, I think that you make the decision yourself, but it can be like influenced by what other people think and like what you see on social media and how other people
2: like interpret and draw. Thanks, Tiggy.
0: Um I agree with what Tiggy says because I guess it depends on what kind of person you are. If you're very by yourself, very confident, just do what you want to do, then it would be your own self that determines what's beautiful, but if you're just someone that just does whatever anyone else thinks is okay, or just do something if someone else is doing it, then it would depend what other people think, because you just want to get along with them. So if you think something's beautiful but no one else does, you'd say it wasn't, so that you'd get along and blend in and stuff.
2: Thanks, Jenna. Can we, um, let's keep the um, idea going of using other people's names when we're talking after them and building on their ideas, so let's keep that going as well.
1: Can I have that one? Can I have a good reading?
0: that was a fascinating class and class is now over and i'm joined by mr tim ricketts tim one of the students asked a fascinating question then which i'm going to ask you what is philosophical inquiry
2: firstly philosophical inquiry is uh, an academic discipline uh steeped in history we have um, philosophers from centuries back who are um, known now to the group, the likes of Confucius and Horace who um, were philosophers in the ancient times, more modernly, um, philosophers such as David Hume. So it's definitely an academic discipline where people looked to discuss and understand some of the deeper questions that affect us as students at Calamford City Private School, as individuals within the community and amongst people in the world at large.
0: And what are some of those questions that you'll be covering in the course?
2: Well this term for example we have been looking at two distinct areas, firstly what is art and secondly, what is beauty, and then continuing to whether there's any connection between the two. So students have been thinking deeply about what actually is art, and does everybody have the same opinion about art? What is beauty? Do students think that beauty is a commonly shared concept, or are we able to identify individual elements that make up our appreciation of art and of beauty?
0: What sort of skills do the students gain by studying this subject?
2: The big push for me is that students start to think in a logical manner. When we have philosophical discussions, we need to make sure that the information we're presenting is done so in a very logical way. So, for example, we often warm up lessons by, in a circle, uh, coming up with reasons why we think something, using words such as because... So I did something because, or I think something because. So there needs to be a logical connection between what the students are saying and the examples that they're giving when we enter into discussions. So logic is very much something that we hone in on during philosophical inquiry. That's a skill. The skill about appreciating the views of others, understanding that everybody's ideas are important. And I really like to encourage the students to adopt a positive listening skill as well so that they actively listen to what other people are saying and this enables them to build on other people's ideas.
0: Why do you think a subject like this is so beneficial in the curriculum?
2: I think all of those skills that I just mentioned, the ability to use logic, to listen to other people's views, to build upon the ideas of others, all of those are skills that we need across all of our subjects, across the arts, sciences, mathematics, We're always looking to build on the ideas of others, to listen to what others have to say, to listen to our teachers, listen to our fellow students, and build on their understanding and on their knowledge. I really think that Philosophical Inquiry offers students the chance to develop skills that will help them in each of their subjects that they study outside of the PI classroom.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Anna Marazita on the subject of psychology and Tim Ricketts on one of the new subjects here at CCPS, Philosophical Inquiry. Stay tuned for future podcasts on media arts and the rollout of the new senior curriculum for Year 11 next year. For more information about the new courses being offered in the new Queensland curriculum, visit the QCAA website. This podcast was produced by Tracy Burton, featuring music by Paul Cusick. Thanks for listening.